Today's conversation is about music, it's about health, it's inspiring, it's about the family and your future and even health for future generations. Our guest does all of these things. Music composer Ira Antelis. He's a legendary figure in music. He's produced for the biggest names in the business. Then, after surviving a health scare, he decided to help others. So he's sharing his health secrets today with us. Ingredients, results, his team, we talk about all of it. So from 120 Life, this is Ira Antelis. I'm really excited for today's conversation. As always, here so at Flavor Report, flavor, we talk about the story food, we talk behind about drinks, the flavor. We talk about Today it's story, but it's we also health and nutrition. The health benefits of the food and drink. And more importantly is so many times people's stories are about the health and they find ways to bring food and drink into it. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. So Ira and founder of the 120 Lives, Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here. I'm as as I said in the intro, I'm glad to have you because you've done so many things in your life. And now this newest twist is flavor and its health. And there's good reasoning and story behind it. And so I want to get into all those things today. I really want to push the flavor because it tastes delicious. And I really want to talk about the health and I really want people to understand what motivated, motivated and inspired you to create this. So as we just jump right in, Ira, can you give us a little background on you, what you did or do for a living before Life 120, before 120 Life? Sure. So, um, you know, most of my life has been in writing, actually to this day, writing and producing music. Um, a lot of television commercials. Uh, the famous one is uh, the Michael Jordan, like Mike, if I could be like Mike, which was just in the closed, closing credits of the Air movie. And it's actually running on television again now, 30 years later. Um, songs from McDonald's for Disney. Artists like Christina Aguilera, Regina Bell, Patti LaBelle, you know, have recorded or sung my music. So... The concept of how I got from there to a blood pressure drink is always sort of like mind-boggling to many, and including me, because it's a path I never would have thought um, would have arisen, to be honest. And um, it came out of a health issue. And it was, it's funny, because you, you relate to blood pressure and music. There is a, a relationship um, because in music, you put things together. So let's say I create a piece of music on the piano and say, okay, great. So now I'm going to get a, I got, I wrote the music. I'm going to get the bass player. I'm going to get the drums. I'm going to get the violins. And then I'm going to sort of put it all together. And I've been doing that for many years. You, you know, it's like putting ingredients together. And a health issue um, wrote, my blood pressure had risen really high, dangerously high. And they were like, you have to get this fixed. If not, we're going to have to do surgery. Because um, I had, uh, and I, over time, the first thing anybody I think would do is say, well, what, if you have high blood pressure or this, 
what do you do? Well, what do you eat? What do you drink? And when it came to the drinks, I kept reading about these things that all they all had studies. I was like, wait a minute, pomegranate juice. I'm reading the studies if you drink it for six weeks. And one day it just struck me like, wow, if I take all of these ingredients that sort of look the same, I think it's like mixing a piece of music and put them all together. I just knew in my mind they would work because the, I think the music sort of related to the blood pressure. And that's how it all began. So, so I want to be clear on this. So you literally almost produced, I'm going to call it a potion for a second or a beverage in the same way you produce music. You brought in several elements together let's say right. drums, a guitar, a vocalist, all the elements of a band, and you kind of thought of it like that, but you found these superfood ingredients and said, gosh, these ingredients could all work together. So you produced a drink the same way you would almost produce music. Is yeah, that and, and, yes, that's 100% correct. Now, what I was doing with it, I think like, I'm gonna produce this drink like I'm producing music. No, but when you're in, you know, I've had a recording studio for 30 years of my life and I'm making music every day of my life. It's just sort of secondhand nature to do things in combinations for me. So when I thought about it later on, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why it works. I saw the ingredients, they looked the same. I knew I could mix them together the, the, just from my process of music. I think that's what happened. I love that. I, I love that. So taking that idea, um, I have found in my life, a lot of times people, obviously you're very creative, but something I love about the people I've worked with is really smart people tend to get inspired and feel creative. Like in, in California, I know a bookkeeper who runs many restaurants. And if you talk to him about math or science, he kind of downplays it. He says, the key to being a book, a good bookkeeper is being creative. And I feel like you are shoulder deep in creativity, probably. Like if you're, if you're doing the music every day. Yes. Do you think you use creativity to solve a health concern? Yeah, I think, I think on some level that's what happened. Um, that I, I was looking at things and I saw it in a way that maybe nobody else saw it. Uh, um, and I, I think when you're a creative person, then you, that tends to be the where you go first on some level. I'm always thinking of things from a creative standpoint. Uh, sometimes it drives my wife nuts, but I'm you know coming up with ideas and things like that. And, um, and not crazy enough, but I have two very creative kids, um, and I think it's they sort of got it from probably seeing what I did and things like that. And know, knowing that they have permission to go, just go create and have fun and, you know, and see where it takes you. Sticking with creativity for one more second before, before we move on. Is there a life lesson at all in here for people as far as, I think you'll, I, I'm gonna take a guess. And I think you may agree with me. Sometimes when we do the book standard on something, oh, it's always been, it's always done this way is oftentimes the safe way, but the wrong way possibly, and using creativity and adjusting things and trial and error and trying things and having the courage and the confidence to try new things 
is where the new stuff comes from, the magic is. And I'm just wondering, do you have anything, when you look at your life, your old life before 120, your new life today after 120, do you see any life lessons in there about trying new, trial and error, anything in that regard? Yeah, it's funny because um, I did this project and we, uh, uh, I've been doing another music project with, with music from the Holocaust. And we rent, I, rented, I rented Carnegie Hall, we sold it out. Beyond the most successful thing in my life. And I was said to somebody, if I had to write a book about my life, I would title the book, Everybody Says No. And I think that's the way, the mission of my life, like don't ever let anybody stop your ideas, ever. If you have, are passionate about anything, Go figure out a way to do it. And I think it's a life lesson about creativity. Um, and there have been some successes and there have been some failures. But when, when you sort of hit it uh, and you go with your instinct and everybody had laughed at you and thought you were nuts. I mean, everybody thought I was nuts to run Carnegie Hall. Everybody thought I was crazy to do one, the, the drink. You know, this happens a lot. But I just know in, inside, uh, uh, you know, if you have a passion for something, no matter what it is, go do it. Okay, I love that. I love the uh, inspiration, motivation behind it. So from a step-by-step -step process, you have a doctor's meeting. You're told you have a three-week deadline. You're told you have a health concern. Can you just walk us through whether it's three steps or five steps or 10 steps, what those next steps were in that three week deadline to, I don't say save yourself, that sounds too dramatic, but to get you on the right path. Yeah, so the first thing, somebody tells you you have extremely high blood pressure, it has to come down. And most of the people I've ever met would say, well, we know what high blood pressure can do. But my question was not that. My question is, what is causing the high blood pressure? Like, what is it? Not what can it, not, not, I know because my dad was a pharmacist about strokes and heart attacks from it. I was trying to figure out, well, what is it and how do you stop it? And the truth is, even though the doctor uh, is a friend of mine, they, they were basically go figure it out. So I go home and I remember like I'm talking to you. First thing I learned is um, cut your salt. That was step number one. Uh, most studies show if you cut your salt, it will lower your blood. I'm just doing everything I can do, even taking medication. And, uh, great, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a salt-free diet for three weeks. So you can have fruit, there's you know vegetables, but no salt. No, uh, every, you know, every cookie or anything that has sodium, I'm not eating. That was like step number one. And then I'm like, okay, Googling what, what are the best foods to eat? You know, um, what are the best things to drink? And that began the process. And uh, the salt-free diet and reading about these did lower my blood pressure to the point where they didn't have to operate. Um, but as many, maybe yourself too, you, you, get, you get sort of stuck or passionate about some things. So every day I'm on the computer, whether I'm do, I'm, I have a couple of minutes, I'm looking, 
drinks for high blood pressure or how, what we can do. And, I'm, and, and many of the same things come up, beet juice or beet, beet, powder, beet powder, lowers your blood pressure. Hibiscus tea lowers your blood pressure. Pomegranate juice. And I'm, again, I'm reading the studies. I'm not making it up. I'm not imagining it. I'm reading the studies. I don't know. And then one day, it just dawned on me, well, wait a minute. If all of these lower your blood pressure, I'll just go buy it, assuming somebody had the exact same thought I had was, if everything lowers it a little bit together, maybe it will lower it a lot. If pomegranate juice is 8% lowers your blood pressure and hibiscus tea is 11% and be, you know, I'm just doing the numbers, the, mm -hmm. I'm doing the math. I'm like, wow, together maybe. And I'm like, I'll go buy it. Figure, just thought somebody had done it. So I'm like, blood pressure juice, blood pressure drink. And not only was that not there, even to this day, there was nothing there, zero. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's 110 million people that have high blood pressure. Maybe now it's 120 million and there's nothing. There is not a drink out there with these ingredients. So I'm like, I, and I'm thinking about it. One day I said goodbye to my wife. I went to Whole Foods and I bought all the things I'd been reading about. I'm like, I'm gonna make this drink. And she's, and, and she, you know, thought I'd lost it. Uh, my mind, she, you're gonna do what? And, and you know, um, I don't know about you, but my wife, or I don't know if you're married, but her kitchen counter, because she cooks, is maybe the most precious thing besides her kids in, in, uh, in life. So the concept that I might use eight inches of her kitchen counter to mix all the stuff that is red and mess it up, flipped her out. Like, still does. Yeah. So, but that began the journey. I'm like, I came home and I'm like, I'm gonna, and I'm thinking, okay, how would you combine it? And I'm going back, the easiest example I tell people is I, I thought eight ounces, okay. I knew going in that you couldn't use all juices because it would be a 24 ounce drink, which is too much. And I kept thinking eight ounces. So you had to use powders, but I knew like, it's one of the studies I read is as little as two ounces a day of pomegranate juice will lower your blood pressure. Mm. So I'm like, okay, at least two ounces will be pomegranate juice. That was sort of my baseline. And okay. we went from there. So on this journey, it sounds like you had some, not skeptical support, but different levels of support. Uh, you have a nutritionist in your life, Susan Schachter. Talk about her involvement on this journey and how you guys know each other. So I'll, I'll get to Susan and tell you how I got to Susan. So as I'm making this drink, I thought, what's the best way for people to try it? So what I would do is make these, I was thinking eight ounces and uh, 96, 104. So I kept thinking, okay, I'm gonna make these jugs that contain 112 ounces. And I would give it to people that I knew had high blood pressure and say, try it for two weeks. And as I'm doing that, one of the people I gave it to is my cousin who had an 
he at the time was the sole distributor for curry, the coffee machines and the K-cups. And I'm thinking, okay, I need to get him to distribute this drink because I'll figure out a way to get it made. But once it's made, how do you get it to the masses? And of course, so I gave it to him. I said, look, if, if your blood pressure lowers from this drink, you got to promise me you'll distribute it. And he said, okay, because he's very skeptical and he thought there's no way. And sure enough, his blood pressure lowered like 30 or 40 points. And he, he said, okay, I'll distribute it. But then he said, but what do you know about this stuff? You don't know anything. And rather than confront him on it, I'm like, you know what? You're right. But my childhood friend, Susan Schachter, has a master's in nutrition. So I'm going to call her because she'll know about it. And that led me to call Susan. I said, look, I've been doing this thing. And what do you think? And she, I sent her the drink, the formula. And she you know, made some tweaks and added some things. And that's how I got her involved. We grew up together. So I know Susan since seventh grade. That's over 50 years. That's incredible. I see where my mind goes again is to your music producer background, which is you've got a great song, you've got a great band. They say, hey, we need you to play somewhere. You go, ah, I got this friend Slash. Maybe Slash will join me on stage. Maybe then this song will be big enough. So you bring in this superstar to kind of add her magic yeah. to it. That's right. That's right. And give it legitimate. Give it because people say you do music. Like, what do you know about this stuff? You know, and that was everybody's reaction, including my my family's. So sure. I'm like, okay, I might not know, but Dr. Steen, who's the head of cardiology, my friend, he actually told me the reason the drink actually works, uh, and he would explain that all what you did, Ira, was not knowing you. You sort of mirrored the medication, but in natural form. So if you, I'll give the simple example is this. If you have high blood pressure, they give you what's called a diuretic. It makes you, it makes you, you know, uh, in all the term, pee a lot um, and get rid of the salt in your body. And so natural, but I didn't know, but in our drink, beets and uh, hibiscus are, are natural diuretics. Okay. So, I have diuretics in my drink, which sort of mirrors the diuretic medication. You know, uh, pomegranate juice is a beta blocker or another medication is a bit. So I didn't know it, but what we had done was parallel the medication in natural form. And we think that's why it works. Not for everybody, but it works for many. Outstanding. So now throughout the conversation, we've kind of teased bits and pieces of the different ingredients. Let's take a second. Let's be super clear and straightforward and upfront with everybody. And can we go through? I think that there are one say there's six natural ingredients. Yeah, six. Can we, can we walk through all six and whether their involvement is major or minor? Let's walk through all six ingredients to the drink, how much is in it, and why it's there, why each one is there. Yeah, so um, let me start with. What I started with at the time, beets were becoming like the superfood uh, for athletes and stuff. 
And so I knew I was going to have beets in my drink or beet powder. Even though it was the one food growing up I would never eat. I just hated beets. So I, which I think was sort of the reason that I had to cover the beets up with like pomegranate, other things, because I could not drink. I still can't straight beet juice. So, but beets has what um, is, has like a, um, it dilates your blood vessels. It opens them up. So think of high blood pressure as your hand is on the hose as you're watering the garden and the, it's not flowing and beets dilates it and opens them up uh, and the blood flows a lot better. So uh, beets, I think beets, hibiscus tea, hibiscus tea has been around for years and have had a multitude of studies, even in the Middle East about lowering your blood pressure. Um, I think some of the qualities are, in medical terms, it act, can act like an ACE inhibitor. A lot of people are not familiar with hibiscus tea. But um, the third ingredient is pomegranate juice. And many, many things, like I said, it can act as a, a beta blocker. Um, it has like a lot of antioxidants. Um, so, so I think those three, to me, were the really big things in the drink. Susan said, you must add magnesium um, because as a society, uh, we're deficient in magnesium and potassium. And especially as we get older, it's really, really important. Um, I think it, it also it's a re it relaxes your blood vessels. So that's where the magnesium. Um, and then just through the studies, I was reading about cranberry juice and tart cherry juice, not cherry juice, tart cherry juice, which has been used to, for recovery for, from athletes and stuff like that. So um, for soreness of muscles. Uh, so I think in that order are the six ingredients. Um, and, but I think if you ask me personally, I think the drivers of the drink are the beets, hibiscus and pomegranate juice. And to be honest, if people call me, because uh, we have a tiny bit of stevia and say, I can't drink your drink, I'm stevia, you know, um, because what people don't realize, like, if you drink straight cranberry juice or straight pomegranate juice, it tastes terrible, like really bitter and tart. So I knew to, and I, I needed to sweeten it. So that's why we use stevia. But I'll tell somebody, if you call me and say, I can't drink your drink because of the stevia, or if you said it, I can't afford it. I'll say, well, well, here's what you should do. Go to the store. And I tell us to everybody, buy beet juice and pomegranate juice and mix four ounces of dating together. That will help. It might not be as effective as 120, but it will definitely help. I want to help people at this point in my life. I, you know, if I lose them as a customer for whatever reason, that's okay. I feel like depending on the future of your company, helping someone now might bring them in later if you have another vertical or something new only because i feel like once you give so willingly and happily they're going to remember you and then in the future if you do a product that they're able to work with and use they're gonna remember your kindness from back then like wow that guy really did want to help he didn't just want to sell he wanted to help and therefore i'll, I'll give this next thing a try um you mentioned flavor a moment ago. 
90% of the people listening or watching, that's why they're watching is we talk about food, wine, what things taste like. I've had your beverage. I think I, I enjoyed the taste. One thing I'm always scared about when we talk about health products, the phrase I use is, does it taste like science? Because I'm sure you've had fruit drinks and, and earth drinks and uh, green drinks that tasted like science. Yours does not. I've, I'll be honest, I've had, I've had your drink every day for three, four days in a row because it tasted, I, I personally enjoy cranberry and it, as you know, it tastes a lot like cranberry. So can you walk us through the flavor profile and if you have one or two or three favorite ways to drink it, whether you mix it with something, whether you like it cold or warmer, how do you recommend, what does it taste like to you and how do you recommend drinking it? Okay, I'm going to go through your question in one second, but I did also want to say that many times people call me and they say, I can't afford your drink. And what I say to them is, tell me what you can afford and I'll make it work. Because again, at this point in my life, especially for people who are maybe in the lower income um, or on social security and they need it, like it's, it's so if anybody in your audience feels like they want to try it and for some reason they can't afford it, I answer your emails and calls and what works. I'll make it work. I do this for many people. Do you want to That's tell us your one. email so, address right now? Yeah. So if you if you email either info at 120life or ira, I-R-A, at 120life.com, I'll get it because I answer the emails and calls. Okay. Now, the, now the, ta the tasting is interesting because... As I always tell people, my wife thinks it's the worst thing she's ever drank and will not drink it. Um, so, you know, I, I'm dealing with this all the time. And I, I said to her, just remember, if I'm ever blessed to sell this company, you're probably not entitled to a penny from it. You won't even drink. Um, but so I think I wanted it to taste correct. I, in other words, I think working in music for commercials and for all these big brands, I know what goes in to a brand and a new product and the level of detail in the millions of dollars. So here I am in the kitchen mixing this drink and I'm just like, yeah, this tastes good. You know, I wasn't like, I think I'd still be in the kitchen if I was only worried about the taste. I think, I think, and some people think it tastes really good. And I, I think it has a kick to it that really makes you feel good. You know, uh, and I say to people, well, does beer taste great? Does gin taste, like in other words, this tastes good. You know, it, it's not maybe the best tasting thing ever, but it, it can probably really help you. Uh, and and so, you know, if some, some people like yourself, are like, I really like the taste. And some people like, you know, oh, I don't know. I, sometimes I say, well, mix it with cranberry juice or mix it with salsa or th there's different, or put it in your smoothie, especially now we have a powder. So there are different options. I think the point is that high blood pressure is not something to mess around with. It, too many bad things can happen. And they call it the silent killer because when you have it, many people are unaware 
And I have a meeting tomorrow with one of the big music artists uh, in the gospel world. His name is Donald Lawrence, who I just happened to run into a couple of weeks ago. And he was telling me about a couple of friends in their 30s and 40s who died from high blood pressure. And he wants to spread it to the community. That's what we're going to talk about uh, because he's just seen too much tragedy from it. So th this is not the only way to help high blood pressure, but it is a way and a step forward. So whether it tastes amazing or tastes good, we believe it really can help. And that's to me the most important thing. Beautiful. Well said. I don't I think a lot of people are inspired by your musical background and what you've produced and created. And obviously it's a big part of your life. That's a, that's a huge accomplishment, but how you, how you're helping us with health and your feelings with health is even more inspiring because you're saving lives and you're helping people live better lives. So thank you for that. As we wrap up two questions left, question one being, is there anything that I haven't brought up that you'd like to share? Is there, any, is there anything that you want to talk about we haven't gotten to yet? Hmm. Yeah, the thing I would talk about, um, we're in a society where people age out, that we become disposable after a certain age uh, in so many industries. So... I'm inspired by my own story and I'm not that kind of person that at, I don't know, 60 years old, uh, rather than retiring or doing something, I, I, I had the wherewithal to say, I'm gonna do this. You know, it's never too late in life if you wanna do things. And I think that's a message for a lot of people. Like most people do not start a business at 60. It doesn't, they don't. But my thought is like, you know, you have this passion, you have this dream, go for it. And, um, and here we are later, over five years later, and we built a nice little, you know, we're helping a lot of people. And, um, you know, I'm very thrilled to just be a part of it. And it, as my CEO, I let my CEO run it. I found a kid that's really, really good. Because somebody said to me, you can't run this business, Ira. It might be a great idea, but you can't run it because you don't have the skills. And again, a lot of people sort of push back and I'm like, you know what, you're right. I'll go find somebody to run it who has all of those text messaging apps, you know, Instagram, all these things that I don't have. Right. And I think it was great for me at that age, a lot of times we our egos go first and we we immediately jump on somebody and say, no, I'm going to do it. It's, it's my way or the highway. I have the opposite side. I don't know. Uh, the second thing is that um, I, I, we always say to people, Susan always says, know your numbers. And it, like I said, if you don't want to drink 120 life, that's fine. But do something. So go buy pomegranate juice, go buy beet juice, go buy hibiscus tea. Do something that could, you know, cut your salt. You know, uh, that's the, my message. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <clears throat> Ira, you, you've given us a lot of your time. 
we've talked about music and creativity. We've talked about your personal life and your inspirations. You've talked about health and nutrition. I think I'm most taken by your creative confidence of solving your own problem. And then once you solved it, so egolessly, helplessly sharing it with the world. So I thank you on behalf of my audience, I thank you. And now you. please tell us how can we help you? Please tell us how to find your website, how to find you on social media and where to follow you and where to browse your products. So um, the best way, so the other is this, so we guarantee, and I, I do the refund. So <clears throat> if you want to try 120 Life, it's one, the numbers 120life.com. <clears throat> so that's 120life.com. And if you want to try it for two weeks, you have to purchase it. But if you're happy for, uh, if you're unhappy for any reason, if you don't like the way the bottle looks, just call me and I'll give you your money back. Guaranteed, and you will get me. Like sometimes I'm on radio talking, I'm like, if you're unhappy, call me and I'll call you back. And people will say, I can't believe you called me back. I'm like, I said I would. So it's, um, I think it's a no lose proposition because if you're unhappy, I'll give you your money back. If it works, we're helping you. Well, again, amazing. I, one of my favorite things about conversations with intriguing people is you never know what's going to inspire you what's going to come out and you are an inspiring guy uh so thank you so much for your time thank you, thank you for discovering this health idea and thank you for being selfless in this next chapter of your life and sharing it with us thank you you have a great day huge thank you to our guests today from 120 life ira and Tellus. Thank you so much for the conversation and tips and inspiration. Thank you for your time. As always, thank you, our audience, for listening. I'll see you next time. And thank you to our team for producing and editing this episode. This is Flavor Report. My name is Joe Weyinger. See you next time.